Hey guys, it's Jen. Trigger warning, emetophobic trigger warning at 7.35, so at 7.30, just go ahead and skip. Paul started out as my neighbor in the first apartment I lived in, in the South. He was up one floor and across the courtyard. Um, his bathroom window looked out at my front porch. When I moved in, he had two dogs and soon found a third. Knowing that I love dogs, he asked me to walk them every once in a while. Our neighborhood was safe enough that we would leave the doors unlocked and the windows open all night when we were away. I'd been up to his apartment early on in our friendship, where I also learned that he was in recovery from meth, as was half the neighborhood if they weren't still on it. How did we leave our shit unlocked? He had the apartment laid out weird and backward to the best use of space at the time, uh, as dudes tend to do, with the larger room used as his living room and office, even though it sat in the back of the place and felt like the bedroom. Um, conversely, his bedroom was right when you walked in the door, which was a little weird, but it made sense if you enjoyed the scenery of a fireplace next to the bed. Um, yeah, the place had a working fireplace, a working wood-burning fireplace. All of our apartments were zigzagged from old farm outbuildings that were left on a city corner for too long. Uh, so each was unique and striking and frustrating. I personally had a clawfoot tub and windows that didn't open, um, plus a huge closet hallway that led to the bathroom, at the end of which was a door, and when you opened that door, there was a thin piece of drywall between that and, I assume, the neighbor's apartment. I don't think that they had another door like a hotel. But yeah, these places were fucking crazy. I also had this uninsulated bonus room that like sagged off the back of my porch into the yard, like a really, really, like a postpartum butt cheek, just sagging right off the frame. It was fine. Like the apartment was actually very cool, but I didn't live in it. I couldn't get settled in there. It was too weird. <laughs> After a couple months of being there, I went up to Paul's joint and I took a look around and I was like, holy shit, this place is amazing. He'd set the furniture up correctly, reversing everything. Uh, and the sun was setting and he'd lit a fire. And for some reason, he wasn't around anywhere. It was like walking into a romantic horror movie. And I thought, oh, I want this apartment so bad. It had windows on all three sides and the fireplace in the living room and all the floors kind of slanted a little bit with the southern charm of the stable that it used to be. <laughs> a little while later, he decided that he was too behind on rent. Um, and with the amount that he owed, he could just save up and find a house for him and all the dogs with a large yard. And he ended up finding a, a bungalow far away. Well, gosh. I was new there, so I didn't know really how far away anything was. It might have been really close by. He ended up finding a bungalow that had a hot pink and black vintage tiled bathroom. And that's how he knew it was the one. And it's kind of hard to say no to that. You know what I mean? When he moved out, the landlord let me change apartments and move upstairs. And it only took me a half an hour to move because I'd never really gotten settled in. Like, I think I literally moved to Atlanta with a couch, 
a bed, a box full of books and a box full of trinkets, and my clothes and my cat. Anyway, shortly after um, we Chinese fire drilled apartments, he came into the salon I was working at. Um, and like I saw him pull up and I knew something was wrong when he got out of the car. He was, I don't want to say conservative, but definitely more plain and business oriented and kind of trying to find himself. Um, but he came out of the car and his eyes were huge and he had a pink mohawk. Um, and he told me that he had quit his job doing graphic design. Like, so from the parking lot, I saw that there was a fire in his eyes. Uh, and I, I remember being like, oh no. <laughs> It's like a weird breaking of a boundary, like an unstated boundary to come to somebody's work without calling first or any kind of heads up. There's, there's, it's not that I minded that he came to my work as a surprise. It's just that I knew that by looking at him, that something was different. And when he told me he quit his job, I was so worried about his new house. I didn't know if um, I asked if he was using again. I don't know if it occurred to me at the time. I might not have known that much about mania and addiction. I may have asked him if he was drunk. He literally pickpocketed a bracelet off my wrist. I guess not literally then. He literally undid a bracelet on my wrist, um, a white and silver studded dog collar that had like was just a thin single row and I'd wrapped it around twice he was like oh wait I like this and um then just put it on I never saw him again a new stylist started at the salon and we became fast friends and eventually he and I and another woman who became his roommate uh formed a weekend warrior trio and they introduced me to meth and we would spend you know 36 hours together every weekend which I know sounds like terrible and I sound really disappointed I'm just trying to think about the math but honestly I will tell you meth is my favorite drug don't do it but oof um I may be remembering incorrectly these may have been two separate experiences but there was one night where I needed to go home after I'm sure a couple of days at the the meth den because uh, I wasn't feeling good um Usually what we would do is in preparation on a Friday night, we would go home after work and get comfortable in our clothes. And then they would swing back around and pick me up after I'd taken care of my cat. Um, and then we'd hit the gas station for some Gatorades. And <sighs> truly, I can't remember if any of them drank. But anyway, I had a Gatorade each time. I refilled the bottle with water just adding it bit by bit eventually I probably drank I I don't even know four of those five water I started with the Gatorade and I think that's probably what saved me but eventually I was so full of water I felt sick I wasn't peeing enough I had to go home and as soon as I got home I threw up everywhere um, because I gave myself water toxicity after refilling and refilling my Gatorade bottle because I was so concerned that I was going to die of dehydration like people do at raves. And like, I almost died of too much water. <laughs> I almost died of drowning. <laughs> um, 
And that was the night that Paul came back to the building. Early morning, perhaps. I'm pretty sure it was still dark out, so it would be reasonable to assume that no one would be home or that I would be asleep or something to that effect. I don't think I had any lights on. I don't think it was raining, um, but it was the south and the mind makes memories worse sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, I was high and sick and Paul knocked on my door and he said something about how he got separated from his group of friends in the neighborhood Uh, And he figured he would be able to stay with me that night. Um, I didn't open the door. This all happened through the door. I didn't open the door because it was so confusing to me. I didn't understand if he lost his phone or what the story was. It just didn't feel right. And, like, I was so fucking sick and so high. And I couldn't let him see me high, even if he was high, too. Um, I can't. I'm sorry. My boyfriend would be mad at me. And he was like, that's so ridiculous, because honestly, I didn't even have a boyfriend. I'm sure he didn't know that, but like, that's a ridiculous thing for me to have said. It was just totally against my character, obviously. And I said, yeah, I know. (sighs) Even as I was saying it, I was shrugging, like, how would I ever be the kind of person (laughs) to date some kind of douchebag like that? Um... He went away, and I never heard from him again. Um, Eventually, I stopped doing meth, too. Um, Just kind of out of changes, like, just whatever. It's like I never really tried to quit anything. It just kind of happens. The people I used to do it with, I know what happened to them. Those are stories for another day, I guess. But I don't know what happened to Paul. Uh, I hope he's okay. Maybe he'll find this and he'll let me know.